you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I am excited, and I need you to get your earpiece, and you need to just get excited with me. I almost picked up my car like Fred Flintstone and rode this thing to the ankle nubs to try to get back to this phone to have this conversation with you. Listen, you know how when you were younger and you were playing the game and you've accomplished or unlocked whatever was needed at one level in order to get to the next level that's how I am feeling at this current level of my life I am let me explain something to you my deodorant is probably not gonna last and I'm okay because I don't care because the excitement is there and that was the bar let me give you some backdrop I am absolutely a person who empathizes more than the average bear. The way that God wired me spiritually and naturally, I am able to connect to the feelings and attitudes and all energies of people who I am either in proximity to or those that God wants me to help. And before I was able to really hone that and identify, okay, God, what is this? I started noticing that early on in my years that I was constantly fluctuating in my mood which was a huge deterrent because it just felt like a roller coaster if you will and that was already difficult because you know growing up as a woman you know you're getting into your, your moods and your puberty and all that so I couldn't tell if it was the air quotes and I'm doing it now uh, the attitude problem that my mother so graciously told me that I had or if it really was man I'm feeding off of the energies of the people you have me around ma'am so with that being said I have just gotten to the point in my life that I realized I could just sing from the mountaintops freedom 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 oh yeah I was gonna make it through the whole song but I know you're like mm, is she gonna hit that note and I don't want you judging me because this is a judgment-free phone call let me tell you why okay so I have discovered that freedom comes with clarity right clarity and so whenever I think of clarity the first thing that usually comes to my mind is the, you know the bible scripture who the sun sets free is free indeed but I wanted to gather a little different perspective and, you know, get some more information on that. And I stumbled across some information that completely and utterly served as the conversational stimulant for this particular phone call, which hence cue the excitement, confetti dropping, balloons releasing, let's go. So. You know, I'm on this whole peace walk and I'm trying to find my, you know, spiritual zen, if you will. But just really just I mean, really just getting to a place that I don't allow the storms of life and the inconsistencies of people and things that I may not have seen coming. I'm no longer letting that storm get inside of my boat. I truly want to exhibit the peace that Jesus went ahead and exhibited in that storm. It was almost like I know what's going on around me, but I'm not letting it get within me.
And that has been the vein that my blood has been pumping through this last couple of days. And I have so many different ways that I want to go ahead and flip that. But this particular one is just screaming freedom. So I went ahead and I'm like, okay, well, let me look up that particular verse. Because normally when God gives me something, it's, it's a rabbit trail of certain things. And it's like, okay, God, so what are you going to do? And I just, let me just, I'm just going to take you on where I went. So initially I looked up, okay, so where's that scripture at? Kind of getting into that whole thing. And then I, you know how when you're Googling something, it has like people also ask like at the bottom. So I'm like, okay, the question I asked was, you know, where's the scripture? He who is free is free indeed. I ain't going to hold you because I wanted to go ahead and get some ideas and see what, what sparked me. But this one particular question, I was like, hmm, someone asked, what is the difference between make you free and set you free? Now, this is a question that was, uh, looks like it was initiated on a blog called the living, I'm sorry, learning living word. So delicious. So here, here's the answer to that. Again, the question was, what is the difference between make you free and set you free? Okay, fair enough. The answer was to be set free is an event but to be made free is an experience. I can go ahead and just do a praise shot right there, but we're going to continue. Being set free is temporal, meaning a moment in time with a divine beginning and end. Being made free, by contrast, is time transcended. Setting people free has been purchased with the bloodshed, the backdoor details, and, you know, all of that things. And I'm going to just stop there. But I'm going to go back to that answer, what sparked me. To be set free is an event, but to be made free is an experience. Being set free is temporal. It's pretty much defined with a start and an ending. But to be made free by contrast, is time transcended. Let me explain something to you. What this just spoke to me was what Jesus did on Calvary was the permanent indicator for you to be set free for the rest of your life. There should be no other event, place, thing. You go ahead and put the noun in the blank space that goes ahead and tries to reverse your freedom and a lot of the times what I'm starting to realize is the world let's just go ahead and just be honest the world is at a constant um it, it is a direct enemy of everything God that's what it it pretty much is and so if the world and the way that it's operating in because it's the demonic realm in my opinion but the demonic realm is a direct counterfeit to God. So if God brought Jesus here to set us free so that we can be free indeed, then the demonic realm is going to try everything in its power to go ahead and counteract your freedom, which means that's the reason why Jesus was the only one that was able to have that peaceful sleep while the in the midst of the, the you know the storm and, and the disciples going everywhere and the disciples were having a hard time because oftentimes we pay more attention to what's going on in the earthly realm but Jesus remembered the spiritual promise he understood who i set free is free indeed that's why when they woke him up and was like 
we're going to drown. Can you hurry up? And, you know, they started seeing certain signs that looked like, oh, no, this is competing what I know what Jesus and, and God can actually do. And that's the word right there. If there is anything in your life that God has gone ahead already and gave you the okay, gave you the confirmational peace, went ahead and told you something and you're like, okay, God, I believe it. You better not dare let anything else on earth counteract that, erase that notion in any way, shape, or form. Because let me explain something to you. When God went ahead and told David, you know what, sir? (laughs) Um, The king is going to come from your bloodline. David didn't forget that when the first child from Bathsheba went ahead and died. You see what I'm saying? Next child was Solomon. Is that going to be the case? Okay, so who, but Jesus eventually, a couple of generations, I think 12 to be exact, 12 generations after the bloodline of David produced Jesus. And so you better not dare. And this is the same David that was chased by Saul. This was the same David that had an enemy that was just like, is this ever going to end, sir? Same thing with Abraham. When Abraham was told, listen, sir, you're going to be the father of many nations. It took years for that to come to pass. And I believe in my heart that the people who made the faith wall of fame, which is what I so lovingly call Hebrews 11, the reason why I believe that they're on there is because they held on to something. It actually does say it in there, that they held on to something that was told to them, and some of them held on to it without ever seeing it come to pass. That's something to really be like, okay, your faith is out of this world because if you could believe something that you you didn't see tangibly yourself, wow. And so here I am looking at this just beautiful explanation of what the difference is to make you free and what's to be set free. And I just got to the point that I'm like, you know what? I better not ever, ever, ever on ever consciously give away my freedom. The Bible has so many promises behind your freedom and the things that were produced and inherited to you because you are a child of God. The things that that were a catalyst based upon what Jesus did on Calvary. We have so many different promises. We have so much dominion. We have so much power. And that's why, you know, oftentimes you'll hear preachers say, if you knew how powerful you really are, if you knew how much power God really gave you, you would look at those particular situations in your life life like are you kidding me are you kidding me like I am the father of the most high like are you kidding me the bible says that I am God's masterpiece are you kidding me there would just be a certain flair in you that it's like you will look at everything like it's a penny to a billionaire because that's the equivalent of what it should be you are the creator's creation you gonna let something else try to counteract that oh no oh no not at all And so I just, so much going on here. I realized that I should no longer hold people. (laughs) And this this is where it really came from. I'm not going to hold you. Let me just go ahead and be unveiled. Because when I try to go ahead and, you know, just try to be cutesy and political, it, it don't work for me. So let me go ahead and zip down and just go ahead and tell you what needs to be told. There have been times that I have just been like, why do people treat me that way? Why is it that 
And I try to go ahead and make excuses like, you know what, maybe I'm too sensitive. Maybe I need to have thicker skin. Maybe it just needs to be a matter of, you know, I just need to cut such and such off. And I tried all these different tactics and strategies to try to guard my heart. You know, just as the Bible said, you know, guard your heart and all these other different things. But I did it out of context. I was trying to disassociate myself from hurt opposed to guarding my heart in a certain sense spiritually and biblically as it's stating. And I think I want to make that a whole nother conversation later because that just sparked my interest. But I want to stay on the on the, the vein and the path that the Holy Spirit has me on. When I experienced the truest freedom ever, I realized, oh, my gosh, I don't have to hold people accountable for my feelings anymore. Oh, my goodness. I no longer have to, because there is a difference between holding someone accountable to what they do to you and then holding on and counting the pain that someone does to you. That is two different outcomes. And so when I realized, you know what, I am no longer holding people accountable in areas that they have revealed that I can't even count on them. You ever had it where you're like, I wouldn't, if the roles were reversed, I would have never did that to such and such. You ever had that kind of situation? You're not in your head? Okay, nope. We're not on FaceTime, but I can go ahead and feel that. You ever get into that thing that you like, I'm there for everybody that I care about when they need me. But yet and still, I feel like everybody's either too busy, unavailable, this, that, and the third. And you start to feel like, wait a minute, I'm starting to get the shorter end of the stick here. And this is not fair. You ever get, you ever really feel that? And I think I felt that a little bit too much in my life. A little bit too much. I'm talking about from a young age. I'm talking about parents. I'm talking about everything. It's just like, do I have that much of a different heart from people? Like, am I an alien that I consider people's feelings before I do something that I actually try to sometimes rehearse what I'm about to say, unless I'm completely upset, but that was the past me. But I do rehearse, mm, you know what, that may be taken wrong. And it's like on the flip side, people just doing anything and saying whatever comes to mind. And it's like, if I really was to just take the safety off of this barrel or call it my verbal slashing, sir, ma'am, you would be done for. For the safety of you, I consider you. You see what I'm saying with that? And so I just come to realize, I said, you know what? Most freedom comes from just being painfully truthful with yourself. I have discovered that, you know what? Most of my discomforts were deriving from people. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, but more frequently than my comfort level was willing to permit, people have mishandled me. Have you ever really felt like that? Like, dang, bro, you dropped the ball. And now I know myself well enough to know because the way you dropped this ball, you're never going to have me the way that you had me before. Yes, I want to love you with the love of the Lord. Yes, I want to go ahead and be forgiving and, you know, I I'll, I want to forget and forgive and do all those different things. But you know what? The way that my heart is set up is bigger than Texas and it's more fragile than any China and any cabinet in grandma's house that you can find. So I absolutely positively cannot allow you that space and that opportunity to do that again. But I've come to realize that... um Here's my thing. T 
teach people how to treat you. That's how, that is my equivalent to, okay, you know what? I'm making room for faults, as the Bible says. I understand that you're human. I get that. We all make mistakes. My way of accepting that is you may not have known, sir, ma'am, that I can't be handled like that. So we're going to go ahead and have a conversation, you know, just so that we're on the same page. Because there's one rule that I hold myself to, and it was I'm never going to flip off of the one, which means the one time that something happens, I don't expect for you to be perfect. So I'm not going to react as if this is time number 110. I'm not going like I'm not I'm not firing off at the mouth off of the one time. So I take that as chin check for me, learning experience for you. So let's go ahead and get this together. Hey, listen, you can't just pop up at my house. That's not going to work. Hey, listen, um, when it comes to my husband, please don't greet him first. And then, like, that's disrespectful. Okay, great. Um, when it comes to my children, there will be no screaming, raising of your voices. You have any problems, come to me. I'll go ahead and handle that. Okay, great. Awesome. I do. I, I, I love that. Also, hey, please don't count my money. I know you in a bind, but don't just call me last minute thinking that I, I'm just like your ATM. Like, don't do that. You see what I'm So when situations happen, I'm like, oh, okay. Now, that's just the synopsis. But I break it down a little bit more like, mm, you know, because we're going to make it a learning experience. But anything off of that one, maybe even the two, three. I'm, I'm willing to go to the umpire strike you out. You know, we can, we can do that real quick. Um. But you start to get engaged. Uh, you don't have to have certificates to realize you're not getting it. Yes, yeah, something about the way that I am transforming this information, it's just not sticking, which is why I'm okay with having a conversation more than one time. Two, now I need to say, okay, this happened before. Okay, so did you understand the first time when I was kind of like, maybe, maybe I'll go ahead and put on my teaching style. Maybe it didn't go ahead and stick the way that needs to be stuck. Okay, great. So let's go over that one more time. But the third time is really like a, hey, I'm going to go ahead and be frank with you. I don't like repeating myself, especially anybody that's an adult. Uh, because children, I, I have children. I've repeated myself for years. Don't plan on doing that for anyone who files taxes for themselves. I can, you're not dependent on somebody's taxes? Yeah, I'm not doing that re repetitive thing. We're not doing it. And so that's when I draw the line of, okay, we got to do something different. Because, and this is just something I hold myself to, which has sparked and catalyzed so much freedom, it is ridiculous. My thing is, if I have attempted to teach a person the proper way on handling me the first few times, if I chose to teach them the first few times, then I neglect to pick up the opportunity to remain their tutor. I'm not doing it. Because now I have seen it as one or two things. Either I'm going to lose my peace trying to teach you something that you have already made your mind up and said, I'm just not willing to learn in this area. Or I'm just going to allow you to wreak havoc in my life. And that's also not an option. So here's what I went ahead and done. And done. I have decided just to go ahead and allow people to perform at their level of excellence. Oh, 
I told you that, hey, I like to keep in contact with people. My idea of staying close to someone is I want to be able to speak to you. Hey, that celebrating certain big moments are important to me. Hey, once I start to give you hey moments where you're like, she's mentioned this before. Once I go radio silent, just know that I have accepted the fact that you have looked at me as, "Mm, I heard you, but hearing you is not important to me. Mm, I see you, but it's not important that I see you clearly. And once that message translates to me, I have released this, what I used to do in the old, I have released the burden of me feeling any kind of animosity or negative energy behind that. I have accepted, oh, this is how you want me in your life. And I've decided to continue to live and live brightly without ever looking at how you tried to dim me. When I say a freedom, because what I used to do is, I don't understand. I said that this, that, and the third, you know, talking about family members and I'm venting to my husband or, you know, getting angry every time I spoke to such and such. And it's like, I get frustrated every time and, and I, I want to be handled this way. And I keep saying it in different ways. And after a while, you just need to knock on the door of your own mind and say, no, when are you going to get it? You're so busy screaming when somebody else is going to get something. And the real question is, when are you going to get it? Every time you hand the keys over to your heart, to someone, they are a reckless driver. So you're going to keep getting mad when they return the vehicle to your heart, bumped, you know, dented and all kind of mishandled. And so you take the keys and you start to blame the person who you gave the keys to. No, at this point, we need to look at the fact that why aren't you responsible who you hand over your keys to? At that point, the person walking in your driveway is not the issue. The person standing in the doorway is. That is your responsibility. Your soul, which is your emotions, your feelings, your rationale, your way of thinking, that is your responsibility to shape, hone, and protect. Do not put that on anybody else. I don't care if they are a relative older than you. I don't care if there's someone that you highly respect. I don't care if it's a mentor. I don't care if it's a spouse. I don't care if it's a child. I don't care what it is. Once you have let someone know, hey, this is what I need in order to feel complete complete in order to feel safe in order to have an understanding between our relational aspect once you have made that known then you no longer are to be their tutor you don't have to stand uh, alongside them like they're taking a city-wide test and saying "Mm -mm, circle c Mm -mm, that's cheating and you also didn't give them the opportunity to learn you clearly they didn't study you so they don't want to learn you And sometimes it has to be said in that kind of vein and tone so that you get it. And the most optimum beauty of that is that you don't hold on to that like that's a bad thing. You don't want to learn me after all I did. You don't want to learn someone as beautiful and loyal and this, that, and the third as I am. You don't want to, oh, but you go to extra mile for such and such. And then you start to do this thing inside of you that now you're starting to corrode your own beauty. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Look at it and say, hmm, a shame that you chose to stay in this toddler shoe 
And here I am having jet dreams for you and I. But you know what? No hard feelings. I get it. I safely will um, come to and fro in this toddler room to interact with you. But just know that I'm not inclined to stay here because that's the level that you chose to stop your growth at. I am not inclined to stop my growth because you stopped, You decided to stop learning me. I am not inclined to go ahead and just defer the whole dream that I had of this jet and I'm going to be soaring and I'm going to be, you know, doing big things. I don't have to stop that because you're not in the jet with me. That just means that, oh, it may be another passenger in my bag. I thought it was going to be you. You see what I'm going with that? And so the extreme freedom comes from the fact that you're like, you know what, when you can still pick up the phone and chuckle at your leisure when you feel like it with such and such and hang up and go, hmm, okay, or miss a phone call or don't go to that particular gathering or just say, you know what, not in the mood and not have to make no excuses. No, I'm not going. That's just how that's going to go. And just stand in this truth of the toddler room is really not entertaining to me. But it's either going to be one or two things. Either I'm going to have to stoop down to you so that we can keep this connection or I'm going to force you to be out of place up here in my growth so that you can connect with me. How about this? How about I make it easy for everybody? How about I go past the toddler room and I laugh and I play with you, but I keep it real short because this is not, you know, I didn't stump my growth. So I'll go ahead and, you know, just because I do care about you in some kind of capacity, I'll wave high and by and give you a little snippet and we'll have a snack or two together. But then I'm leaving so I can go eat some meat because this milk is not enough for me. Yeah, I wanted that to sit like sell out real quick. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes the Holy Spirit be flowing through me and I'm like, mm, let, let me go ahead and catch some of that. Understanding to that level is extremely liberating. Because understanding is literally the truest form of clarity comes from understanding. No matter how excruciating, no matter how uncomfortable, once a notion is made known to you, such transforms to either a responsibility on your end and or a freeing on your end. So like little things, once you are aware of how much your car payment is, before you get that vehicle, ma'am, sir, now you either have the responsibility of saying, okay, it either transformed to the responsibility of, okay, this is how much I got to go ahead and budget when I get back home. I got to, mm, it's going to be a little tight. Okay, great. Or it can translate to a freeing of, woo, I'm glad you told me that because that's going to make it tight. I do not want to choose between toilet tissue and the on-time payment for my credit. Don't want to do that. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and let me, let me calibrate. Can we see the um, 10-year younger or older model in this same vehicle? Because, ouch my bad and that one example once you get information you have to decide you can maybe be responsible for that or you're gonna let that be freedom for you once you are aware of when your check comes and when you can't expect it you're gonna be responsible enough to say okay this is when my bills are due this is this that and the third or you're gonna go ahead and free yourself and say uh, you know what 
I'm spending too much. <laughs> yeah, this impulse buying, I'm going to have to do something different. And um, yeah, because the way that my checks are set up, literally, the way my checking account, my savings is set up, I, I can't afford to keep doing this once information is made known to you. Once you are made known the last day you got to file your taxes, once you're made known that the project is due at your school or at work, you know, once you're made known that the doctor gave you that particular diagnosis, listen, you know what you should or should not be eating. You know what's working against that medication. You don't need all that label on, on the pharmacy bottle to be able to say, you know, don't do such and such because, you know, heavy operating may make you sleepy, may make you drowsy. You don't need a whole commercial walking around in your back pocket. Once you get a piece of information, now you become the student of you. You become the best teacher of you. Oh, okay, that's the diagnosis you gave me? Okay, so then I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to stop eating that. I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to get more sleep. I'm going to do this and that. And then you start to go ahead and be responsible with the information so that it can translate later on to a freedom. When someone tells you that they're not ready for a relationship, hmm? You know how many heartbreaks would be non-heartbreaks and saved from the very onset of meeting someone once you heard someone say, you know, like right now I'm just chilling. I'm not really looking for a relationship like that. Like I just got whatever their reason is, I don't know why we go into build a bear mode where we like, mm, yeah, you say that now, but you never <laughs> You know, once somebody says, eh, you know, marriage is just a piece of paper, what you thought having all them babies was going to do something, moving out of state was going to do something, being with him that long due to thick and thin? Like, wh what storyline are you creating for yourself so that you can then perform it and act it out to him in tears or act it out to her in some type of loud voice that would then spark this light bulb of, oh, now I want to marry you? I'm so glad. You know what? You know what? If you didn't just give that emotional performance better than any Denzel Oscar nomination I've ever seen, I would have never known that I wasn't really giving you all of me. You know what? Thank you for that. When are we just going to be excruciating real with ourselves? You see what I'm saying? Like, just be, be 200 with yourself. And just say, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to face it. It's just certain things that I'm just not willing to just automatically breathe in and breathe out and let that just be reality. But you know what? It's the only way that I'm going to experience the freedom that I was meant to feel. You know how many brokenhearted people I have talked to that the foundational thread of their hurt was, was started from some form of deceit, a lack of truth, a lack of clarity, a cover-up of some sort. Mother didn't protect them from said family member or didn't, you know, have their back from said family member because, you know, mother didn't want to handle the scandal. Or, you know, such and such didn't tell you he had that many kids, FreddieWap.com, you know. Or such and such didn't tell you he had a whole wife over there. Such and such didn't tell you, just like I was talking about the Nikki Jagger or whatever her name is a couple of conversations ago, but didn't tell you, oh, you were born a man. There is such a freedom for all parties and just blatant with love, but if nothing at all, blatant truth. 
And what I want you to understand from this conversation is Christ has already unlocked the prison doors in every realm of your life, emotionally, physically, socially, mentally. My challenge to you is I want you to hover over your life. When you hover over your life, where have you knowingly or unknowingly placed shackles on yourself? Where have you not accepted the, the blatant truth? Where have you allowed yourself to just turn the blind eye ever so gently just to be able to live in that particular vein one more second, one more minute, one more hour? You knew that relationship was done a long time ago. Why did you go ahead and turn a blind eye? You knew you was not supposed to be in that job a long time ago. You knew that it was time a long time ago to move up out of that house because you and such and such are bumping heads. You knew, you knew, you knew, and that doesn't make you a bad person that just makes you an untruthful person to if nobody else yourself yourself if you're not gonna keep it a hundred with anybody I want you to keep it 200 with you do you understand that I want us to experience freedom that surpasses all understanding. The Bible says that God will give us peace that surpasses all understanding, but I truly believe that that is deep-rooted in true foundational freedom, clarity, all things understanding. So you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to go ahead and just give you and say, oh, okay, we should have this conversation now. And listen, while you're getting better, you, there, there's always going to be places where you can get a little bit more sharpened. You never, ever, ever stop growing, never stop learning, never stop evolving, because that is how you reach and unlock levels of your life that you're like, oh my gosh, I am growing. I was so excited to call you today and say, wow, after I got off the phone with someone and I was like, you know what? If this conversation was a couple of, not even months, weeks ago, I would have felt some kind of way. But I was able to stand in my truth and have that little, hey, how you doing, toddler moment, not feel any animosity toward the person, and move my growth along the way. And guess what? The next time that I want to go ahead and visit the toddler room, or the toddler goes ahead and knocks on my door and has a little Elsa, do you want to build a snowman? I get to pick and choose how much interaction I want to have without ever stunting my own growth and without ever looking at the other person as I told you how to treat me and for some reason you've let that just be a sliding scale of options for you and my heart and my well-being and my growth is not optional to me so because it is to you you know what then we can only kind of have this kind of interaction that was so freeing for me I cannot wait until you can come to that particular stance. When you have that posture, that posture is something that cannot be taught. It is something that cannot be moved. I want it to be unmovable, unshakable. It is an intangible beauty that is just like, oh my goodness, I wish I had this 20 years ago. Because if I'm honest with you right now, because I was honest with myself, a large percent of my hurts and pains were coming because in the form of me feeling like people were mishandling me all the time. 
my mother did this my father did this my family members did this no one was there and i wish i had help and i don't have a support system and i and on and on and on it's got to the point that it was like and so what you know when it's really so what? When you look at other people's situations who had a harder than you, and you're like, ooh, you made it out the mud, mud. Here I am thinking I made it out the mud, and it was just a, li- it was just a little um, wet soil is what it was. It wasn't even muddy. My bad. I, f- I feel a little bit, um, you know, irresponsible even trying to have this particular tear roll down my cheek anymore. So I can go on and on and on about this conversation. You know how I get when I when something's passionate, and especially when it comes off the one. I promise you, I was driving home, and I, when I got off that phone call, I was like, oh, my gosh. The fountain of freedom. <laughs> Forget the fountain of youth. The fountain of freedom has been founded. <sighs> I want this for you. I want this for us, and I want us to keep operating it operating in that vein anytime that the storm tries to come back I want you to envision I pray that you envision Jesus in that boat and you just saying he didn't even let the storm get inside he didn't even let the storm even the storm didn't have a chance he interacted with the storm on the storm's level but he had a boundary that listen I don't accept that no more in my life hey be still (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, we're not doing that. I'm aware that the storm is there, but the storm's also going to be aware that who I am and where I'm at right now in my life. Mm. Yeah, let me go ahead. Yeah, because I'm, I'm on a roll. You don't even understand. Like, this is just, when I say that, my spirit is just like, the Holy Spirit is just like illuminating in me right now. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up, okay? Because you're mobile to mobile. I don't want you sending me no messages about how much of your phone bill I got to pay because I'm not doing it because I love you um but as my good good nanny says all right I ain't gonna hold you go ahead Oof, this conversation was great listen stay by your phone because I, I want to go a little bit more into that whole Jesus thing but ooh, that vision right there is gonna be let me just go okay I gotta go I gotta go I gotta go okay later <laughs>